The NFL draft may be over, but the Ringer NFL show isn't going anywhere. On Mondays, join Kevin and Nora as they look ahead to the 2021 season. And on Wednesdays, check out Flying Coach Season 2 with NFL Network's Peter Schrager and Rams head coach Sean McVay. The two longtime friends are joined by guests from around the sports and entertainment world to discuss the latest NFL news, tell stories from their careers, and break down the game from their unique perspectives. Check out the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. Yeah. If you could only pick one former WWE star to be a headliner in AEW, you got... You got Aleister Black, mm-hmm. Malachi Black, Malachi Andrade, Black. John mm-hmm. Moxley, Miro. If oh. you're Tony Khan, who's your number one guy? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Did you see that? That uh, listen, Andrade. As soon as that dude walked out with the with the suit and the mask mm-hmm. and the face and Vicky Guerrero, I'm, I'm like, nodding, I'm nodding. How yep. is this dude not made eventing everything? I don't care if he can't speak. I don't care if he speaks full Portuguese. Like, (laughs) let that handsome wrestling machine main event every single show you have. That dude is money. Oh, man. I have a hard time disagreeing with you. Let's start the show. Let's do it. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. First battle season one champion, Mike Long. The king of sad stop. The silver lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Gufaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. listening You're listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, bro. How you doing, man? I'm doing so good. You know, it's funny because last week. Talked about AEW some, I think, but like we didn't actually. I don't say the words. I didn't say the words "Road Rager" because I was like <laughs> staring at staring at the card, and I was a little bit like, "Man, that's like a fake thing." You know, yeah. this is like sub in your house level. Like, it, like why are we giving? It this does a give name? me in your house vibe. Yes, yes. Well, we got Fighter Fest coming up now next week, and that was the other thing. Is like the real stuff is happening then. Like, it's a little bit hard, but but regardless, very newsworthy last night. <laughs> very newsworthy. I was like, okay. Road. Okay. Road Rager, <laughs> Road Rager is is the new like they're talking about SummerSlam being this year's WrestleMania. No, no, no. Road Rager is the new WrestleMania. Okay, oh, man. we're like I'm gonna be looking forward to this every year. Yes. Um. So first of all, I just want to give him credit because I'm looking at this in sequential order. Yeah. The Cody QT Marshall match was good. Like that's that's like everything is strap. I mean, the strap matches 
are, are two things. They are mm. they're holy shit physical torture that we're watching right in front of us. But it's also but but the big thing is that it's a, it's a character match, right? Yes. You got to care. You got to care a whole Who lot about wants both it people. more enough of. <laughs> you got to care a whole lot about both characters, right? So like right. to get invested in the match, they did a good job of that. Considering like QT Marshall is not you know john moxley you know i mean i, I thought they did a really good job making us hate the dude and and, and the end of the match felt like a lot mm-hmm. that said the thing i want to applaud most most loudly in that match was the light flickering off for like two seconds cody looking legit pissed and the announcers like working it like it was just a that was it, so it was such a good chef's kiss to, it was to so get good. paid off just to pay it off later in the show it should yeah. not be a reason to stand up and applaud that somebody who was writing a show inc- included a foreshadow a tiny element of foreshadowing you know an hour before the big moment but it is in pro wrestling a lot of times we have to we have to applaud that it was it was so good man yeah, that was tasty. That was tasty. Because I thought it was a legit fuck-up, too, for a minute. I was like, okay, this is, I guess we're back on the road and things are messed up. Okay, I get that. And and they just didn't mention it at all. So when it happened again, I was like, oh, this is on purpose. And then, mm-hmm. like, literally five seconds later, it's been so long, Dave. It's been so long since we got one of those great, oh, my God, he's here, crowd pops. I mean, I, I can't. Gosh, I can't remember the last time we really got one of those. I mean, like we 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 get, oh my God, he's here, and we could kind of go crazy at home and sort of in Daly's place, and maybe a little bit at WrestleMania. And no, nothing was touching last night. That was one of those moments where you're like, yeah, of all the sports that suffered during the pandemic, pro wrestling absolutely did because fans make those type of holy shit moments, and that was a holy shit moment. They got that. They got that. They always say it's impossible to work the crowd in the internet era. You know, they're like work the diehard fans. But if you want to start building out a, a model for how to do it, here are some ways to do it. One, leak stories to the sheets that after you've been released, that the company that released you is trying to get you back, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> leak stories that you have a 90-day no non-compete and the people that are enforcing it are having second thoughts. That's a good argument for mm-hmm. for for keeping somebody in, in WWE. By the way, if you really want to, if you really want to go even further and and work the crowd, have your wife re-debut <laughs> with the people that just fired you the week boy, like like five days before you start with the new company. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So anyway, there, there's I think Sean Rossap reported that. Shout that, out Sean well, Rossap, man. He's doing great work. Shout out to him. He's doing great work. Yeah. Uh, Okay, he said, oh, this is this is he he's he's citing PW Insider in this tweet. WWE forgot to update Alistair Black's non-compete from 30 days to 90 days. I don't know if it said 30 and they, they <laughs> traditionally not. But Sean's also but Sean's also imply, you know, repeatedly said that pointed out that WWE has kind of willingly let people out of their non-competes over the past little bit too. So yeah. uh I think there's a little bit left to be reported here. Um and maybe I've just missed the reporting or whatever. But man, I was not not expecting this to happen. No. There were inklings of it. There were people out there that said that had sort that, that said they that it was going to happen. It seemed it seemed impossible. And man, uh, it's so weird how you kind of get beaten down by by like how many times in the show have we said that. Alistair Black and Andrade are like such layups, right? It's just like, yes. like it's, it, it is it is a travesty yes. that they're not being used. And yet, 
I was surprised for how uh, how it felt when they were being used correctly. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like to see it actually begin to happen was more than I could have imagined. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I feel like you know those two in particular. They they kind of represent an era of NXT that I absolutely loved. I oh. loved Andrade as champion. I loved their feud with Aleister Black. I loved Zelina Vega getting involved, and the fact that they both kind of landed at the at AEW at the same time, on the same night. And both two just rousing. I mean, like Andrade a little bit less because, you know, it was hyped that he was coming. And it was just one of those moments that makes you feel like, man, how do you not look at those two young, good looking, not even just good looking, but they just have something about them. Like some people just got that thing that you can't really put your finger on. And anybody who's a wrestling fan could easily see that they both have this. And to kind of see them not, you know, used to their full potential, you know, and I'm never the one of those guys where it's like, oh, my God, they're wasting their way and and on Raw or Smack. Like, I hate being one of those guys. But one night on AW Road Rager or Dynamite or whatever, and you just immediately see, oh, yeah, these guys are big deals. <laughs> you know, like, even if I never watched NXT, even if I never watched WWE, they were immediate. like, man, like Andrade's entrance alone. Yeah. As soon as he walked in, like flanked by Vicky Guerrero, looking like literal Lucha Libre royalty, like he walked in and you're just like, if you don't know anything about the history of Lucha Libre, you don't know anything about, you know, Andrade or La Sombra or anything that he's done in his past. In those first two minutes, he walks in and soaks up that adulation and soaks up that entrance. You immediately know that this dude is 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 a five star dude. You're immediately like, oh yeah, he's 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 this guy should be fighting for the world title in like <laughs> in less than no time, you know? It was it, just overall, man. Like I was I was in a group chat with a bunch of folks yesterday. And to spare the innocence, I'm not gonna name names on who they were, but there are definitely people who uh have been bullish on on AEW for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Last night was definitely the episode that the skeptics of AEW for a long time, it it started for the first time. It was really like, okay, no, this is, this is great TV. This is great wrestling. Like this is, this is a better show. This is, this is clearly a better show than Monday night raw right now. And I, and you know, and, and granted, I love what RK bro is doing. I, I'm big into Bobby Lashley and, and MVP and Kofi and that storytelling. But just overall, just from top of the show to the bottom of the show, every single thing felt important. Every single match, every single segment delivered. And I don't know if it was just the hype of being back on the road or the crowd or whatever, but like I was just glued to my TV for the first time in a while watching AEW and just feeling like every, I couldn't miss I couldn't miss a segment because everything felt like it was very, very important. It was a great, great show last night. You're right. I mean, when 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 Raw hits real, real high points, um, RK Bro, sort of like heyday of the hurt business. Um, you know, what you're ima- you're imagining just sort of like feats of staging and production almost. I don't know how to say that. It's like the RK Bro stuff is happening in the ring, but it's being teed up backstage. It's sort of this drama. It's a thing that kind of only WWE can do, but it's not. It doesn't have the same sort of old school vitality that AEW does when they're making yeah. when all the stuff's happening in the ring. 
You know, I mean, literally in the ring. Yeah, AEW. Uh, listen, the one thing AEW has, you got to give props to, and 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 what they've consistently done, they pay off long term storylines. It's a simple thing, <laughs> like, but they pay you off for paying attention, even if you're not paying attention to AEW. Like, even if there's like a little nugget from NXT, like the fact that uh, Malachi Black, Tommy End, showed up with an eye injury still. You know, p- playing into, you know, what he was doing last time on SmackDown like that. Those little things, the fact that we finally getting an Adam Page and Kenny Omega sort of uh, final, you know, countdown to their, their big showdown after all these months. Oh th- the God. fact that we're seeing like the Young Bucks go from wearing fake Travis Scott's or fake Jordans to full out weekly. How much can we hype beast? How much can we be this annoying you know, super over the top heels. It it rewards you. The show just rewards you for paying attention, and uh, that's not a lot to ask out of wrestling fans. It was it was really good. Yeah, really and you good. don't have to pay attention. It's not some like exhausting like you know, ar- arcane like arcane storytelling. You know, but it but it rewards you. That's the big thing. You know, right. I mean, it's really, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it, what it was such a great show. It was yeah. such a great show, top to bottom. Um, and you keep seeing them like, I mean, the mixed tag match was really good too. You know, I mean, to have to, to to they do such a good job of of putting their like you know former champs into these tag team or you know the former headliners into these tag team storylines that matter. You know, mm-hmm. we saw obviously in the main event with Kingston, and it's just it's just really seamless storytelling. It's really really good work. You know, yeah, and. Um, and so Andrade, like you said, he came out. He looked like a million bucks. He worked like a million bucks. By the way, they let him have a, they let him have a tough match with Matt Seidel, right? I mean, that he was yeah. he was he was sweating, you know, a lot by the end. He had to work for it. It wasn't a squash, no. That doesn't uh, that doesn't undervalue. That, I mean, that doesn't lower the value of Andrade. It raises it, and that's something that WWE could learn from too, you know. Um, and man, but man, Aleister Black, like you said, settling the eye, wearing the suit. Both these WWE guys came in suits tonight, looking like a million bucks. It's almost unfair to call them WWE guys, right? Like they kind of come in with so much, uh, so much, uh, you know, a huge rapport from not just the indies, but all over the world. It's just like, okay, this is Tommy End and this is La Sombra. And you could tell like a good long-term storyline with a lot of these guys without even having to mention their NXT past or their WWE past, which is, I think, why, you know, when these releases happen, you always wonder, okay, who's going to who's gonna be an AEW guy? Because they can't sign everybody. But some dudes just fit a lot better than others. And I think those two, easily, easily. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's no coincidence that they felt like big deals immediately because they could have never went to WWE. And still be big deals, you know? Like, they were massive stars overseas. They were massive stars in Mexico and Japan. And it was just, uh, you know, they were they were just used well, man. And it's, and I hate to say it in a frustrating way, but it's just like, man, like, when you got guys like that that are just generational talents, especially in the ring, especially just with how different they are and how their evolutions of stuff that we love, but, like, taken to the next level, and, like, you, you can't see that and make use for that, it kind of gets frustrating, so... It was really cool, at least on night one, to see them, you know, look like the stars that you think they are, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely true. I, it's, it's, you're right. They didn't need to be WWE guys. Although, you know, I did spend probably too much time thinking about 
Tommy End using the name Malachi Black, which is yeah. a little bit of, it's a little bit of a, you know, what's Malachi Black doing in the impact zone? Definitely crossed everybody's <laughs> mind, I think, yeah. when that was happening. And also the selling of the eye, which I love as a nerd, but also I'm sitting here wondering about, you know, did you did you pay attention to all those like interviews that 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 Black Malachi Black, I guess we'll call him now, Tommy and gave after he was released, and he was talking about all the creative that he had pitched to WWE. Maybe you can give a little bit of insight to this process as a former WWE writer. But on the one hand, again as a nerd, I'm like, God, look at all these great ideas that WWE did nothing with. On the other hand, there was a little bit of of like the Bob Holly, just like give me the fucking belt to the whole thing, where it's like. <laughs> His storyline, I mean, the storyline that he pitched was like, I'm going to fight Kevin Owens because he blinded me. And then I'm going to fight Rey Mysterio. And then I'm going to, and he was like this whole food chain. And it like kept going and going. It's like, and then because Triple H is the boss of NXT, I'm going to fight Triple H. And then after that, I'm going to fight Vince because he's the boss of everybody. And it was like implicit in this is that you're going to win, I guess. And so <laughs> I can just imagine the reaction that somebody gets after you've been on TV for like, three months if you're like all right here's here's my pitch guys i'm <laughs> like, gonna come in and beat everybody <laughs> i'm gonna beat everybody i'm gonna like I, i'm not sure if you remember stone cold steve austin but basically that's the career trajectory i'm looking at right here um i assume that they're not just gonna try to they're gonna run back that same gimmick that he pitched when they get to AEW. It wouldn't make a lot of sense although you have a moment of hesitation when he comes in with a variation on the WWE name and this, and he's selling the eye still. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? But I'm excited regardless. I mean, I would rather see Tommy in just do whatever the hell he wants than him doing nothing for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it was weird. It was weird because, like, there was an Instagram video that dropped earlier that day with the right. initials MB and uh, another recently released NXT talent, Josiah Williams, was in the video playing like a doctor. And he's trying to like convince him, like, dude, your name is Tommy. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And even um, what's the guy? Excalibur was like, yeah, that's Tommy N, but he's different. Like, there's something different about him. There's something dark about him. So mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. It's like, you know, he mentioned like not being around for five years, and like maybe they're trying to tell a story. Like, yes, Tommy N does exist, but like, I guess his his spirit or his being or his his consciousness has been trapped in this psych ward. For five years, and Alistair Black was this completely different guy that was in WWE and NXT, and now Malachi Black is a evolution of that. I don't know. It is different. <laughs> it is different. Maybe it is. Maybe it is all the same WWE creative he pitched, just kind of remixed. Like you know, maybe instead of Triple H, he's going right at Cody Rhodes night day one. And man, one time for Arn Anderson selling the absolute shit out of that. Black mass spin kick and the microphone. My that microphone God. spinning like a million times, too. That was such a great shot. And Tony Dude. Giovanni just calmly walking out of the ring, like, well, Arn watched Arn watched Ted DiBiase take that flat back bump the other day. It was just like, here, hold my beer, man. We're gonna go. We're <laughs> let me see what I can do out there. It was so, so it was it was so good. It was just it, I mean, what what a what a great freaking moment, man. I, was, I just loved it. I loved it. I was so excited, man. I mean, these are two of my favorite guys that are there now. And and like I said, with Miro, there's one, Johnny Moxley. I mean, mm. they're if anybody's out there wasting their breath saying they're having they're taking on too many WWE retreads or whatever, just just it's so silly. It's nope. so silly. Nope, nope, nope. It's two different worlds. I'm excited. Man. I'm excited, man. If they eat up the, the great thing, you said they can't sign everybody, but here's the thing, man. Maybe they if can. They, <laughs> no, well, maybe they can't, but if it, 
if AEW had existed all along, if AEW had been here a continuous presence and started in 1982 and, and whatever, had been around the whole time, but the same owner and same ethos, whatever. Right. These are these are all guys they would have signed. They probably would have beat WWE to to Tommy and Andrade. Yeah, no, if this was a company that, you know, it, it looks like they have comparable pay or competitive pay and they're not necessarily doing a bunch of like weekly travel or not necessarily doing all the house show gigs, you know, and obviously a lot of folks, they come into WWE and they leave and they kind of have a little bit of a bitter taste in their mouth. And it's with good reason. It's with good reason because, you know, they, they, they come in with a lot of hype and NXT is kind of almost an unfair litmus test for the success you might have at the main roster. You know, it's almost like, being grandfathered in it's like being uh, i don't know it's almost i could almost liken it to being like a heisman trophy winner and you get drafted to a team with tom brady on it right but you play quarterback right? <laughs> you know so it's like yes you're the man everywhere and even nxt for all you know the things that it lacks and its strengths it is basically like a super indie. It is like an indie on, you know, the 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 extra stuff on the on the roids, you know? So you're basically just continuing the great stuff you've done on the independence. And then WWE for, you know, as much as you hear, it is absolutely a different world. And on top of that, a lot of times you're trying to wrestle away time from Randy Orton, from AJ Styles, from Roman Reigns, from Seth Rollins, from Sasha Banks, people who are proven moneymakers and proven hot commodities for the WWE, you know? So it's a difficult thing to do. If they if they existed at the same time, who knows if NXT even has those incredible runs of, you know, takeovers where they have, like, a Shinsuke Nakamura debut or a Sami Zayn debut or all these guys that we kind of loved on the independents and, and what made NXT takeover such a, an incredible an incredible thing for, for wrestling fans. So who knows, man, like AEW's got something good right now. And they obviously got money to spend. They had Amanda Nunes and Jorge Masvidal in front row as well. So, I mean, who knows where that might go? You know, there's, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about AEW right now. For sure. Amanda Nunes is that's money, man. <laughs> she ever decided to get in the ring. Oh gosh. And I think she wants to, I think she wants to, I know and, she's a fan, you know. I know she's talked about it for a while, so you know we'll we'll see. But they they um, but just to be able to tease it is a lot of fun too. You're right. I mean, the stars of that era. It, I mean, it was a big deal that WWE opened the doors and just said we we're going to start recruiting the Samoa Joes and Nakamuras and you know Kevin Andrade's Owens, of the Ballers, world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a big deal, man. And and obviously it helped WWE a whole lot to do that. And obviously, WWE put a lot into it. I mean, the stories they wrote for them in NXT reshaped sort of the the business as 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 hard as it's been to con to to translate some of those to the main roster. But it was the existence of those names, man. I mean, if it weren't for guys like Tommy End and Andrade, the excitement from the diehard fans who sold out every NXT takeover wouldn't have been there, no, you know. And no, that and, and and the matches that they were able to put on and everything else. So yeah, you're right. These aren't WWE guys by any sort of strict definition. It's interesting that they're both playing off their WWE characters to such an extent, but I guess we're going to see how that all plays out. It's not that's not a necessarily a bad thing. No, not at, at all. It all. makes sense. It makes sense to play up your WWE guy status. Like it's definitely this is the, the shit that we you. love, right? This is the yeah. stuff that, that to have a mind to say to, to do the Instagram promo that Malachi Black did, 
and to come on still selling the eye and doing all the WWE stuff. If he does it right, this is a billion times better than anything else they could have done. I mean, that's this is, and you know what it all comes down to? This generation of wrestlers, we've said it a million times, they're fans, man. Yeah. Like they, they get it in a way that we wished our, that we can only dream of our stars, our favorites getting it. And, and yeah, I mean, Alistair Black is just a wrestling nerd like us, or Malachi Black is just a wrestling nerd like you or me. He just happens to be able to throw a mean roundhouse kick. And it's got, a, <laughs> got a bunch of sick ink. Um, but yeah, it's it, I'm I'm so excited. Um, we got to pivot. We got to keep going a little bit. Let's we do can't it. just talk about AEW on here. The last thing we need is for all the WWE marks to start getting mad at us <laughs> for being too pro AEW. Then we'll have no listeners left. Uh, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Speaking of shocking re-debuts, man, I was so, I had so many NXT Great American Bash notes, like in all caps and highlighter and stuff, and then AEW really sort of dampened my excitement for nxt sorry nxt dudes but we got a big shocking return for tegan knox uh who was turned out to be the secret that the the, what, the phone the, charge the, the, the phone <laughs> charge had been teasing all this time yeah um that was kind of cool i'm excited they're still kind of you know continuing or kind of they're they're, they're playing off the continuity there too um let's see what else happened uh uh, Champa and Thatcher made MSK MSK look like a million bucks. Oh, well, 
that O I know could be, be leading to a bunch of different things, but let me just say one, I don't know how we didn't out loud predict Cameron Grimes becoming LA Knight's butler like two, <laughs> two, two or three months ago on here, but my God, how perfect is this and how obvious it in retrospect and how just amazing is this going to be? I am so excited. They should bring them up to the main roster as, the, <laughs> as Million Dollar Man and Butler Cameron Grimes. That, or, you know, just Butler Grimes would be incredible. Um, That's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be fun to watch. So great there to be so great and then um do you want to talk about hit row championship cypher <laughs> was that wow was that, i love that it. that was the pipe bomb of wrestling music performances that was the first <laughs> time that was the first time that a wrestler has done anything like that where you're just like Oh wait, there, this is like this is like hitting me the way that real thing things in real life hit me, not yeah. just in the way that wrestlers pretending to do a thing hits me. No, in 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 respect to the new day and Usos uh rap battle hosted by Wale. <laughs> right, that was right. that was definitely the best use of of musical performances in uh in, in WWE uh, by far. I mean, probably because like they all like legitimately make music on their own and you know, it's it's the one thing I do love about, you know, rap moments on WWE is that you could sneak in sort of vernacular and and sneak in language that would absolutely never pass USA censors uh, ever, <laughs> you know, and then, and because it's wrapped or because it's said in a slick way, you know, nobody knows if it's either censored or or it's even like it's even like appropriate to talk about. Like it was really good, man. AJ Francis aka aka Top Dollar definitely stole the show for me i think he's super talented um obviously swerve killed it b fab i mean i can't mm -hmm. wait until they start using her i mean i, I haven't seen much of her in-ring work but she's got a hella presence yeah hit row hit row was a man that's a main roster gimmick bro i've been saying that since day one it's hit so row, good hit row is a main roster gimmick and you put some money behind that Man, like we talked about it earlier today with, you know, the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn storylines that can kind of be hyped up and built up a little bit more because they own and RK bro, because they kind of exist in this WWE canon that that could they could only produce. I can't wait to see what WWE main roster does with Hit Row if they kind of let them continue to be them, which I'm assuming they will. I'm assuming they will. I know a that's lot a, of people. That's a big assumption. That's a big assumption. I'm a, lot okay. of, a lot of people. A lot of people are very uh, skeptical on like, okay, are they going to continue to let them do what they've done that made them successful and all that type of stuff? And I feel like you don't call them up to 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 the main roster unless you let them do that. I don't think there's anybody up there that can really, you know, and 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 with sort of a little bit of inside knowledge and how these things work, I don't know if there's anybody up there that can really help them do that. You know, like there's the, if you're going to call them up, you call them up with the intention of, you know, letting them have like as much creative freedom as they possibly can within, you know, within, uh, you know, within reasonable rights, you know, within reasonable time limits, you know, but they killed it. They killed it. I know. And, and it's it's almost unfortunate that the CWC crowd was just kind of sitting there like, huh? You know, like because on TV, it looked great on TV, it looked great, but. Like most crowds, like well, most wrestling crowds, you know. I will say that the the production was a little bit like I just kept wanting them just to turn up the beat a little bit. Like yeah. it, it was a little bit, it was a little bit felt a little bit like produced by people who don't 
produced hip hop as for a no, living. No, but, you, shocking, really. But no, but 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 that makes me wonder what the CWC crowd was even hearing. You know, I mean, that might have just sounded real off to them, or they might have, you know. And listen, we're can as wrestling fans. We're, when I saw, when I wasn't watching it live, and when I saw all the reactions to what the, to their performance. I immediately just assumed somebody came out and hit somebody with a chair during the performance or so, you know, like that's what we're conditioned mm -hmm. to be waiting for the shoe to drop. Mm -hmm. And it, in this case, well, should, should I just go with the pun? In this case, it only, <laughs> it was only the beat that dropped, but the, um, <laughs> but, the, but yeah. So, I mean, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's an interesting thing when you're in there in the live crowd, you don't know quite what to expect, but you're right. That's something to worry about, right? The way you're booking this crew, the, the way you're booking this faction, I'm I'm confused because like they're heels, right? Like they're definitely heels. So I guess like the crowd not going absolutely crazy could be a good thing. But at the same time, it's like, all right, like uh, you got to remember what crowd you're performing to. This is a crowd that came to see wrestling, and uh, you know, even well, for the, I don't the even, are they heels? I mean, I know they're heels, but are they heels? I mean, are they he like are they heels because they think they're gonna get booed? Or are they? I mean, this is if they're heels, they're just heels awaiting the face turn, right? Yeah. This is like. This is like when the New Day debuted or whatever, you know, and it was just mm -hmm. like, well, this is just a matter of time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I think that I worry about the main roster more so than just about anybody else. And there's been a lot of reasons to worry in the past because it's just we've seen in the past people get called up because of the reaction that they're getting because of the success they're having. And then somebody there decides, let's make them let's make somebody a solo act. Let's do you something know? else. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, it's oh, there were a lot of there was all that talk that Vince was down at the Performance Center this week or was it last week? But he was down mm -hmm. there and they had like an NXT talent show, which I can only assume that <laughs> Hit Row was the stars of. And like, but everybody said it was a good it was a good you know time with Vince that he came out there and sort of made everybody feel a lot better. Like it was like he was you know of course. I mean, you don't you never want to be down there. It is it is definitely reassuring. You never want to be down there uh, feeling like you're not being watched or people aren't paying attention to what you're you're doing especially the big boss so i think it goes a long way that he was actually down there and you know there's always those rumors that like vince doesn't watch nxt or watch anything else that doesn't have to do with raw smackdown so yo no it, it's good that he has his eyes on the future and even if he didn't even if it's just lip service even if he's just there just to kind of like i don't know run some errands and was just like you know what let me just pull up to the performance center real fast and see what's going on they need to get him down there a lot and here's why mm -hmm. because I've never worked for Vince McMahon. I don't even know if I've met Vince McMahon, but I can tell, but I but I have a, I don't know. I just feel like it would help. I think it would help on the main roster. Yeah. If Vince went down there once a month, watch people, put in his two cents, even if they didn't take what he said and do exactly what he said, at least he will feel like he has co-signed on this these acts before they get to the main roster. Mm -hmm. So his instinct won't be, how can I change it completely to make it mine? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And let me tell you something. They're listening to what Vince says. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Vince comes down there and he says some shit. You better do it. You better or or, or at least take the advice. Oh, or yeah. At least, if Vince you know, comes down and says, I wanted to, you know what? I like what you're doing. But instead, have you ever watched a Bugs Bunny cartoon? Do that. Right. Like <laughs> if, if Vince said that and you're standing there by yourself in Gorilla about to go out on stage trying to wrestle with this, no pun intended, to figure out what to do. You're gonna be up shit creek. But if you're there down, if you're down at NXT and you have this like crazy idea to work with, at least you have a support system of mm -hmm. teachers and trainers and other wrestlers who are like, let's make this crazy idea into something we can work with. Right. Yes. Speaking of Cameron Grimes being the butler, that smells of Vince McMahon coming down there and it's like, mm, he should be the butler. 
Well, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna. This is. I go. I know that I skew Vince compared to a lot of guys, a lot of people that listen to this show. Mm-hmm. But like Cameron Grimes, I said before, Cameron Grimes and a microphone is main roster gold. Like he can. Do, he 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 is gifted enough in the things that he can do better than everybody else that he will be a superstar. Mm-hmm. That said, he's a little dude, and he's a little dude that like looks kind of like a little dude. If you take yeah. away, if you take away the copious amounts of of, of chest hair. You know, I mean, he, he he looks like a like a JV football player, yeah. but and but but that's not necessarily a career not a killer, especially not now. But it's not a bad idea before you get stuck being shorty G. It's not a bad idea to sort of embrace it and to seem like you're self aware enough in the product in, in the in the presentation to say, let's have him start off as a butler. You know who else was a small guy that was inexplicably over for about six months? Virgil. You know, yeah. I mean, and and you could work with that. You could work with that. At least start with some sort of self awareness. It's not it's not the craziest thing in the world. No, nah, I know idea or I anybody's know, idea. Yeah, I know wrestlers want to be wrestlers, and I understand that. But people got to understand, there's so much job security in being a great mouthpiece for somebody. You can do that shit for twenty years, not take a single bump, be super healthy, and all your bumps mean something. If you never mm-hmm. wrestle, you know, like. I hope Cameron Grimes wrestles. I hope he does. You know, I hope they they let him kind of do him because I'm a big fan of his in-ring work. But that shouldn't be a turnoff. That shouldn't be a shot. That shouldn't be a, a you know, a put down of somebody's like, yeah, like this guy could be like the next Jimmy Hart. He could be like the next Mouth of the South and do that for 20, 25 years and eat well. You know, <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with that at all. So you're saying he's going to be hanging out at Hogan's Beach every day and just like... <laughs> Signing autographs and stuff. Is that what you're implying? Um, uh, the main event was it was Adam Cole uh, going over Kyle O'Reilly in a. Um, was this was this their second big one? So this is this we're waiting for the rubber. We're, we're the teed up for a rubber match at this point. I think so. Yeah, I saw is- some people speculating it might be a loser leaves town rubber match. Like somebody's going to the main roster. It's like it's it's basically the opposite of a loser leaves town. It's like the loser actually wins and loser gets paid stays. more money. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, so but, but that, that was a hell of a match, man. I love watching these two go, and and that's sort of the beauty of what they do at NXT is that you get to indulge in these sorts of rematches and just like people that really have good chemistry, and there's not the urgency to, you know, push to to push the 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 fast forward button after every match. Um, so next week we got the big title match. Are you feeling carrying cross as champ, bro? I feel like we're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of. I've been reading the Twitter streets and they're not feeling it. <laughs> and I think, I and I think like that's a little bit of or the storyline. I agree with you about it. what you're reading. I feel yeah. like we're getting an inordinate amount of real time, real time history writing, sort of, which, you know, I've, I've been guilty of doing. Uh, that's been my career. That was my career for a long time. But I feel like a lot of people are being more, are, 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 are kind of evaluating evaluating cross in real time in a way in in a sort of extreme way but i hear it i mean it's not he's definitely the most criticized nxt champion i've ever seen well like i mean the, he's I, being bo- he's he's being booked like something a non-nxt champion you yeah, know yeah he's being booked frankly he's being booked in a way that like would make more sense for someone who was a challenger right i mean he's a guy he's the guy that rolls into memphis and like terrorizes jared the king lawler for six months before he gets a title shot mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm NXT is about work rate, right? I mean, it's about, I mean, he's, he, you know, and, and to be, 
you kind of got to pay your dues there a little bit. I think that's the perception, right? And and yeah. and, and, and if you're not going to use him week in and week out in the ring, then are you, is it a good idea to use him as just like the, the 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 mannequin standing there holding the belt? I mean, I, no, I don't know. I, 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 listen, I love him. I love him, and I and I don't. Like I don't like I don't think he's that. Like he just does not do it for me, man. Like he's and I don't know. I feel like with the, with the NXT, you know, between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, I feel like every week they're playing into the fact that like we know that you're reading this too. Like they put them up against these guys who are are all of our favorites, the Adam Coles, the Finn Balors, the Johnny Garganos, these undersized NXT darlings mm-hmm. who we love. And they don't shy away from the fact that they're like saying things like you're not in my you're not in my league i'm gonna bring you into the deep waters or like you 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 can't you're not on my level you know what i mean like they're not shying away from the fact that carrying cross isn't that guy he's not that work rate dude he's not that dude that's gonna give you a 30 40 minute Meltzer five-star classic you know what i'm saying but he has a lot of bells and whistles he has a cool entrance he has a cool girl he's got the cool music like he's got all this stuff that you know is kind of made for not really the crowd that NXT garners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so much so that Johnny Gargano, who was doing great work as a heel, like turned into a baby face by default in like a week and a half. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, Gargano, he sucks. Gargano is playing like a top tier comedy character and there's no way to keep that, to, to, to prevent getting cheers for a character like that, especially when someone's as beloved as Johnny Gargano. There's There's a... There's a stopwatch set, and and there's only so long. But you're right. I mean, that turned him face to go up against him. It, it was. I think that you got to see some value. You got to acknowledge some value in seeing the Johnny Gargano's of the world standing next to Karrion Cross and going up against him in a match. Because if they're ever going to get called up, I mean, you might wish they never get called up. And frankly, I'm with you on a, you know mm-hmm. to to a large degree on in at least spiritually there that they there's some people that should just stay in nxt forever and make it awesome mm-hmm. but if but if if johnny organo's you know wants to be on the main roster there's no better way to sort of prove your metal than to like show you can really shine against carrion cross because he's just already there if in all but in in you know in, in in all but actual reality so maybe there's some value in that too for him it's i just googled the way by the way the way nxt to try to pull up a clip from the tag match um, and you know, when they say like Google's recommended questions, they always pop up like as this third thing, the first, yeah. que- the first people also ask that came up is, is Candace LeRae a man? Oh, wow. Wow. Not, it, that can't be based on looking at her. Is that just based on confusion about her name? Like, are they people talking are about like, stupid. uh, people are stupid. Yeah. It's very strange. I would love to know like the, with the, with the, with the conspiracy theory that led people to ask that question was, cause it doesn't make, it's cause she wrestled dudes. I guess that's it. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. People, wrestling fans are aren't the smartest being in the bunch. <laughs> but our listeners are the smartest. We all know that to be true. Damn um, right. What else we get to talk about? For is there anything anything else from NXT? I think that was it. I think we covered I think everything. It. I think that's um, it. Yeah. I'm excited about this title match, though. Oh, by the way, Samoa Joe is a special guest referee. That's the one thing we didn't say right. in the title match next week. Samoa Joe gets his first first real taste of uh, of of official duty. Um, That'll be a lot of fun too. So it makes you, I mean, I don't know if Samoa Joe's ever going to wrestle again. Obviously there've been rumors that he's still training for a comeback, but damn man. I mean, if he's, they're playing, they're definitely letting us, letting our imaginations run wild by booking him like this, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I just I love him being like Regal's anger translator from Key and Peel, like <laughs> <laughs> just standing next to him, just looking angry, like I I hate you. I was like, no, no, calm down, Joe. Calm down, Joe. That's <laughs> like, so great. Know. But yeah, he's been he's been awesome, man. And and it's only gonna make for better TV if he is ever cleared than he ever and he ever does get to wrestle. So that that's gonna be tight. Speaking of call ups, I don't know how Io Shirai is like now rocking the SmackDown. I mean the the NXT Tag Championship belt and not wrestling on SmackDown every week. But I guess that story will be told someday. But anyway, um. Speaking of, uh, well, big wins, the New Day went over on the Hurt Business on Monday Night Raw. You mm-hmm. wanted to, that was a hell of a match, huh? I mean, hell, you know, like there were times in Zack Ryder's heyday where like they were giving him the, they, they gave him the opportunity after he sort of got himself over on the internet, but they were never quite behind him. But you'd see him cut a promo and you'd be like, okay, I really appreciate what he did by making himself so popular. Right. But he's not necessarily like a main eventer, you know. Remember when he and like he was there with like the the new generation of champions with with Daniel Bryan and 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 CM Punk and whatever, and he was always the kind of the odd man out. I say all this to say, I don't know how you can watch Kofi Kingston <laughs> and not just be like, "Damn, I forgot he's the best. He's like the number one talent we have on the roster." Yeah. When you see him cut promos like he's been doing, when you see him work like he's been doing, this is the best baby face i mean this is the best baby face in wwe it only the only thing that scares me about it is i hope they don't turn them <laughs> like i really hope they don't turn them i feel like it's starting to scare me like the way they're kind of building this up i'm just like oh my god is he gonna turn is he gonna like what happens if he doesn't be bobby lashley does he blame woodsy what happens if Big E wins the money in the bank does he turn on him? like it's it's too much attention on them, and I'm scared, and I don't want to see Kofi or any of the New Day become heels because well, I love them so much. You know much. what's crazy? Yeah. You know what's crazy is that the whole thing about the New Day never wanting to turn, never wanting to break up, you know, whatever. Like, that's all very understandable, right? If you were, mm-hmm. like, if you were having the kind of success that they're having, if you're hanging out with your friends all the time, blah, blah, blah. We've heard all the reasons. They're making lots of money, selling merch. Like... But the, what's left unsaid in all of that is that they're worried that they'll never get it back, right? right? But if they could have like a set in stone, like contractually obligated storyline that was pre-written and everybody agreed to it, where they kind of split up and, you know, worked on the character a whole lot and there was all the, all the motivations made a lot of sense and then they all kind of went their separate ways for six months or a year and then they came back they reunited at wrestlemania and it's it's more exciting than ever and 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 they kind of get to you know well they start over with the stuff did it. they kind of well, halfway did it yeah they they did halfway do but i'm just saying if you knew for a fact if you came up with the story and you knew for a fact that wwe would tell it to completion then they'd probably be a lot more willing to give it a shot right mm-hmm. the the problem and we're, this kind of loops us back around full circle to the what the, the aew talk about about Black and Andrade, is it like, if you had the faith that WWE was gonna tell the story well, then they would probably be a lot better, they'd probably be more laid back about splitting up and telling all the different stories they could tell that way, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the fear is that, the fear is that you stop making money and you can never hang out with your friends in public again because of kayfabe, you know what I mean? It's like, that, like those are real things. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just, you, wish, you wish things were a little bit 
I kind of wish they could tell those stories. I, I mean, understand why they don't. Do it. There's reasons to do it. I mean, like, there's there's Woods kind of coming into his own as a solo star, but like, there's a possibility that like MVP is already kind of peppered in the thought that he might be the weak link. There's what if Kofi can't come back to the mountaintop again? Like, what if he can't beat Bobby? What if Biggie wins money in the bank? There's reasons to definitely do it. Like, if Kofi wins the world title and and Biggie cashes in on him that night, or I don't know, there's reasons to do it, and it's I'm I'm wary that I'm wary that they'll tell the story correctly. I'm wary about it, but there's you know them being named the number one tag team of all time by WWE kind of solidifies that hey, even if they do break up. We could always come back to it, like the NWO, like the Shield, like everything. They can always come back to it. It just worries me, man. It worries me. I'm not necessarily well, the Shield. Sure. The Shield's actually the Shield's actually a great counterpoint because they were trying yeah. to do that for a year and a half before it happened. People, kept, and, we talked about it last week. People kept getting hurt. The timing was never right. Blah blah blah. So, you know, they finally did it when Ambrose is on the way out the door, and then kind of <laughs> dim- diminishing returns and all that. Speaking of diminishing returns, how do you feel about the Jackson Riker face turn? Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm good, bruh. I'm going to pass on that one, day. <laughs> if not the biggest Jackson Riker fan. Uh, I don't know. He's just... Uh, uh. It's a lot. It's It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy that after you know, a year of not, of kind of slow motion and putting everything in slow-mo and waiting for live crowds to come back. We're going to go ahead and do this big Jackson Riker push with the last, the last gasps of the no crowd world. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. In, in favor is. of a guy like Elias who everybody loves. <laughs> like, I don't know. And who's, and who's not, who's ditched the guitar, maybe ditched the whole singing gimmick. I mean, it's maybe. so, there's a lot. Which I don't mind, I guess, in a vacuum, but it's because, but that's what got him over, you know. I mean, it's it, it's kind of crazy. Anyway, Raw has, I mean, I would say Raw had a bunch of high points. Big shouts to the Miz for being the human obstacle course, and John Morrison and Ricochet out there having fun. We got Jinder Mahal back in the ring against his old buddy Drew McIntyre, who did the the one man band shout out during the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude dropping Eva Marie is like top notch material, you know. We talked about RK Bro. Um, the Riddle AJ Styles matchup was just a tease of like how awesome things could be. And Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, I don't know what they're doing. And I think I could probably stop there, but I'll just say Rhea Ripley coming out on the one foot and doing the kick and hurting herself was one of the funniest things I've seen on Raw in a long time. And that's including Matt Riddle. So congratulations to her if that was the point. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, Real, we, we're being produced this week by uh, special guest production assistant, Isaiah Blakely. Um, our normal babyface production assistant did not put Jackson Riker in the notes uh, at all. So I just wanted to point that out. It's a huge failure on his part to not put the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's pass on that kidding. one. <laughs> uh, we can, but we, let's let's really quickly do a rewind to uh, SmackDown. We talked, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had a hell of a last man standing match. Ended with three, a triple power bomb. KO went over. Sami Zayn's back looked like crushed. Yeah, I mean, he and his his wounds that were all over the internet. I mean, if it were anybody but Sami Zayn, that those wounds would have been the star making turn. He would be be the new Mick Foley, but he's Sami Zayn, so he's probably going to keep doing what he's doing, being slightly underappreciated. The conspiracies are true, <laughs> um, but that was a hell of a match, man. I could watch those guys go over and over again. We got a lot of good stuff this week. Your playlist, your official match by match playlist. For the week uh, ending in July eighth, 
starts with KO and Zayn mm-hmm. and runs through um, new, the New Day Hurt Business match. Obviously, the uh, Young Bucks the, and Penta and uh, and 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 uh, oh, Kingston. Sheesh. Obviously, another one. Oh yes, absolutely. Got to put Andrade on there. Uh, Cole and O'Reilly is on there. Uh, I mean, there's it's just there's there's so much good stuff. There's just so there's so much good stuff this week. So also, Zelina Vega is back on SmackDown. We're coming full circle again. Um, congratulations to her. I'm excited to see what they do with her. I'm excited to see her actually get some time as a wrestler. Um, and yeah, I mean, just we have Charlotte Flair out here, like tweeting her how proud she is of her of her guy wrestling on mm-hmm. AEW. I'm glad that we have some. We have a lot of cross-company relationships right now this is how the world should be you know (laughs) that's how it should be it should be like wrestling should be linear it should be like the nfl and the nba major league baseball it should be american league national league it shouldn't be like oh my gosh i don't know anything that happens in wwe or aw that's silly it's silly it's okay to watch other people's companies and enjoy it for what they are um i hope i really hope that uh I forgot the point I was trying to make, but um, when it comes to Zelina Vega and this uh, Money in the Bank contract match, I really do hope they let her cook as a wrestler. I think she's incredibly funny and great on the microphone and has an incredible look. Um, there's there's so much to be excited. Also, yes, that's that's the last point I was trying to make. Goddamn. Last weekend of the Thunderdome, we are back mm-hmm. in a row next week. We are back oh, yeah. with fans. What's before we get out of here? What is your 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 grand takeaway from the Thunderdome era, Dave? Do you have one? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like I'll know a lot more next week, right? You got to get back into it a little bit to see how different it feels. But, mm-hmm. um, but I but I feel like. The relationship with the fans has always been an interesting one. I mean, though WWE people, everybody in wrestling knows how important the fans are and that and they'll loudly profess it, right? I mean, Triple H is fond of saying they have like a test market every night that they go out in public, right? When people like complain about even when people complain about their booking, he's like, Well, listen, we're the ones in front of crowds. We hear what you're saying. You know, you heard like one second on TV. But um, this has been the real kind of moment of truth, right? Like they're they'll they'll they don't always respond to the fans, but they know, but I mean, if if it's never if it's ever been clear how important the fans are. It's right now. Yep. And we're about to walk back into that world, and I cannot wait. I mean, it's they've done an admirable job. They weren't as experimental as I would have liked them to be, but they've done an admirable job keeping everything moving through the Thunderdome and and through this crazy, crazy year, year and a half that we've had in this country, in this world. And, um, and, you know, kudos to them for keeping it going. I never want to go through it again. <laughs> never want to go through it again. Please. Let's not please. do it again, bro. I'm, I'm super good. We're back. You know what? You know what's great? We're back in front of live crowds. AEW is back in front of a live crowd already this week. Did you notice that during the MJF Jericho segment, there were like multiple people rushing the ring? I mean, this is I'm not I'm not advocating for I'm not advocating for, you know, people trying to get physical with the wrestlers or whatever, but man. I just you want that kind of vitality. You want that kind of energy. It's a big hey, deal. Man. MJF get real heat. The Triple H AEW, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude is it. It's true. Yes, it's sir. It's true. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Kaz, you want to plug anything on the way out the door? Yes, sir. Let's uh let's talk about it. Say less with Kaz Loki and Rosie every Monday, everywhere you stream uh on platforms. We're back on the MSG PM Monday through Thursday. 
10 p.m. on MSG Network with my homegirl, Monica McNutt. Don't forget that. Also, uh, you can catch me on Money in the Bank Sunday uh, at the Ultimate Money in the Bank um, show with not Sam, Sam Roberts, Ryan Popola, Matt Camp on Peacock, uh, the Sunday of Money in the Bank. And uh, that's about it, bro. All right, man. You can catch me here. You can catch me on the press box. Uh, occasionally, you can catch me doing other things. Who knows? Who knows? Thank you. Thank you in this very special episode to our temporary, very, very tweener production assistant, Isaiah Blakely. I can say that with impunity because he doesn't watch professional wrestling. Um, <laughs> and, and sorry, uh, sorry if I was talking funny. I got the craziest back spasm in the middle of the taping, woo. but I powered through. I powered uh, through because of you guys, damn it. Yeah, that's a real baby face right there. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Uh, apologies as always to Johnny Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace. Tony Schiavone here on the Masked Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Masked Man Show. 